1: Here we are, guys, another After Buzz, After Show. We've got Shark Tank season six, episode six. I'm your host, Steb Z, and tonight we've almost got the full panel. Phil's working double duty in the booth, and uh, we got some Cam in the house. Yo, Cameron Lewis here with you. Phil, you're so far away. I know, Phil. Phil's in the booth tonight, and welcome, I hope ladies he's and gentlemen. In
2: there. You know what? I just need a different perspective. Sometimes, uh, Here's a trick, right? Well, you guys are gonna we, laugh. Hear you.
1: Uh, we wish that we could hear you, Phil. But Phil is in the booth getting it sorted you out. You guys can't listen to me? Now there we, we can hear you. Uh,
2: you. No, the fans could listen to me, but I, don't want, right. I, I didn't want you, you guys You were hearing. telling
1: the fans secrets without us?
2: Maybe it was selective Horse
1: hearing. Pants.
2: That's right. That's right. I was telling the fans <laughs> secrets Horse I didn't want pants. you guys knowing. <laughs> <What>? And today's <laughs> secret is this. Honestly, if there's something that I can't solve, I literally lie down on the ground and look up. That's my advice.
1: And there you heard it first. Words <laughs> of wisdom. Because from it literally Phil be- C- from the guy in the booth.
2: Because it literally gives you a different perspective on whatever it is that you You know, when I'm up.
1: depressed I, or like sad about something, I look at the blue sky and it all goes away too. So I'm with you there. There's something there, Phil. There's something about that. Moving on to <laughs> uh, our first <laughs> We got Oilery. We got Kirk. And Amy Jo from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about oilery?
3: First of all, love the name Amy Jo. It's a good name. It is
1: kind of a good name. There's some names that, you know, I wonder if her name, well, yeah, it's like two names is one that yeah, works. Two first names. Well, that's funny because like some people I know, like my friend Melissa Purdy, like you have to say Melissa Purdy because you mm-hmm. can't just, and that's not even her name anymore. She got married, but like some people, but she has that first name. That's two names. Amazing. Anyway, back to the oil. Back
3: to the oil. Oilery USA.
2: Phil, what'd you think about the oilery? I, um, here's the thing. I'm not, I don't really care that much about oils. Yeah. Yeah. However, I, I really love this pitch. I love the business. I am with Mr. Wonderful in the fact that I think he's hit a few markets that are, that this can be successful at. Can it be a national brand? I don't actually know that. Um, and I also liked his response to Lori. I thought he was great and the, and the fact that Mark, complimented him of like, you know what, this is a story that all of America needs to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I like that.
1: I like that too. And Mark, you know, he actually said, you know what a Shark Tank gold digger is, and you're the exact opposite. You guys have which, made yeah. this happen, which I definitely agree. I like the business. You know, I get what Mr. Wonderful saying, but there's enough markets to make this nationwide and not be in so New York and L.A. And in those bigger cities, you take your five best-selling oils and you have them in whole foods or wherever like there's a way to
3: do that i think this business reminded me of tea i don't know Uh, it's not a big thing on the west coast clearly in the midwest (laughs) where i'm from uh they have it's like specialty tea stores where you go in you can sample teas and then you buy whatever amount you want of those tea leaves in Specific packages, it's very similar to that business model, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I've seen those at malls here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- check it out. A lot of the um Westfield malls
1: really yeah, out of the yeah. Westfield. All right, well, they're asking for a half a million dollars for 35% of the company, yeah, which I think is kind of fair. They did 3.1 million dollars last year, and they, they were smart. You know what, I really liked about this as well is that a lot of companies or you know that come out on the shark tank they don't know all the answers about the franchise process and right. these guys did their homework they yeah. kind of knew that it's going to cost $37,500 to start then it's going they're going to get the 8% royalty they want they already have seven franchise franchises going like they know what they want mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like a lot of people get to the tank and they want the sharks to tell them exactly what to do and if it's franchisable or whatever, you know, and I feel like they, they, they had this part figured out already. Yeah, So totally. I kind of like that. Um You know, and Robert, he was kind of like, nah, nah. He's not talking his language, he was saying. He's like, not really into it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I know, I
3: like the oils and stuff like that, but I don't know uh, if people who aren't into it are really
1: going to get it. I know, th- like I don't think it translates well never. to people, you know. Well, I feel like too. It's, I mean, I don't know. I'm like the person. I'm terrible at food and food shopping and stuff like that. But yeah, like I would never, ever be like, yeah, let me go taste some right olive oils. Right,
3: but Yummy. those people exist. Those people exist. I know they do. Well, and that's, remember, um,
2: I think it was Robert who asked, like, do we have some bread for this? Yeah, right. that yeah, was like, kind of no, weird. Just kinda sip it.
3: I don't know that I've ever sipped any kind of oil by itself.
1: Well, yeah, and I feel like that's, he was saying that that's part of the tasting process to not have that. So, and that's something that, that's something that can tie in the customer that's not the Olive oil or the oil connoisseur, right. To making it taste good and familiarizing them with the product. So I thought that that was a big no-no that they didn't have bread or something to put yeah. it on or a, a salad or something to like taste it on that you would norm that people could taste the difference, right? Um, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't you know the nothing. It was a good idea. It was a good business. They were smart. They worked really hard. I really liked them. But as far as the business, was not excited.
3: No, yeah, I I think it could be successful, but it wasn't something I was really stoked about. Like, I haven't thought to myself late at night, sitting at home, going, man, I could go for some oil right now.
0: Let me go try a few. I'm
3: going to go to the oil store, grab a few friends, go test a few samples. It's not as much of an experience, I think, as he is wanting it to be. Right, um, But Kurt, it I love this be, guy
1: You know, it's so funny I was actually, when I first saw this I was hoping that it was like perfumes Like oils, like body oils That's an interesting which idea Which I thought was where they were going to go Which That's I, a really interesting idea Yeah, because it's like you can take bits and pieces You can make something up that goes with the chemicals in your body yeah. And try it on and leave with your own personal fragrance You know, someone's going to steal that idea Just I'm like, I'm just going to go to it right now we yeah. got a spin off of Perfee. Shark Tank we've been saying it we've been saying it I know this is our breaking news we've been saying it over and over and over again that we want to see more we want to see how these deals come to fruition we want to see what goes into it and now it's going to happen do you know when it when the release date is Phil do you have that
2: uh, I believe Cameron broke the story. Cameron, more, more I believe
3: on. it's TBD on a release date. I know okay. that they're looking at a 10-episode first season. Yeah, That's gonna to be, be, determined be determined for you newbies. To be de- yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Phil. He's working like triple duty. He's translating, I know. too. Traffic um, coming
2: up in five.
3: <laughs> <laughs> calling all cars. Calling
1: all cars. It does look
3: like it's a 10-episode season. No, docu-reality style. Beyond the tank. Yeah, is the title, which is like that's perfect. then that pretty much sums it up. But uh, I, I'm I'm hoping to see some of the favorites in there.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to see some of the favorites. I'm hoping to see some of the failures. That's I what I'm I really most excited to that. see. I want to see what. You know, because we we see everyone these deals that are made, and we think that they're all working. You right. know, like and they're not. There's yeah. just, I want to see that fourth wall come up and be like, this is how what happens underneath behind. Right. That- I want
2: I want to see the check procedure right after after the deal is made. Obviously, they get to have their due diligence and look at the numbers and all all the rest of whatever there's they're looking for to see if they have the patents, whatever else. And sometimes the deals don't always fall through. And I believe. Um, initially in season one, a lot more deals fell through. Now it's a lot of deals actually
3: continue on. I thought you meant right. the check writing process. I was like, it's pretty straightforward. You just write a check. <laughs> I don't think it's a big yeah, one. I don't really want to see.
2: I want to see how I want to see Mr. his Wonderful signature.
3: Writes. Does he use a quill? Maybe. Probably. Probably.
2: Um. Does he feel bad when he adds that one last zero to make it a million instead of a hundred thousand? Does he start 000? sweating?
1: Uh, anyway. are, the,
3: are the tears of young children the ink probably
1: <laughs> it's possible I anything so. is possible um all right well is there anything else before we move on from the oilery that stuck out for you guys let's get back to it
3: i was upset at the end of this one because i wanted success for kurt and uh his wife and he was upset at the end he was crying we had a tearful exit from the tank so i was uh i was hurting for good old kurt campbell
1: Yeah, you know, I felt for him as well. I feel like their business is going to be okay, though. I feel like, you know, they did $3.1 million last year. I feel like they're going to gain knowledge from this experience. They're going to go home. They're going to think about some other stuff. They got tons of great PR for this. I mean, no one else has Mark ever called, like, you are the opposite of the gold digger. Like, you are here with your business you've worked for. So I feel like... Lots of positive things are going to come from that. So I'm not too, you know, I felt it. I wanted him to get a deal. Yeah, but but I think you're right.
3: I mean, even if it's not a $10 million, $100 million business, it's a business that he'll probably be able to sustain for at least a lengthy period of time, I would think.
1: I agree. Uh, Anything else from you in the booth, Phil, before we move on to the Honey Fund?
3: You know, I I did feel bad for him. And,
2: uh, you know, adding to what Mark said, you know, I was hoping that someone would give you a deal, but I unfortunately cannot. Yeah. And uh, but he's going to walk away. and, And in some ways, it's good because, as he said, he's had a whole life of setbacks. And although this isn't the biggest setback he'll ever face, and I don't even look at it as a setback, it'll it'll motivate him even more.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because True. it wasn't like he went into the tank and they ripped him apart. They were just like, right. this isn't really something for us, but like, what you're doing is working and who you are is a good, honest, hardworking man. Yeah, so absolutely. So I, I feel like there was nothing but positivity there. Um, just maybe not a, the right fit. Yeah.
0: That's um, all it is,
1: Kurt. That's, that's all it is. is, Kurt. We love you, man. We love you. Um. All right, moving on. We've got Josh and Sarah for the Honey Fund. They want $400,000 for 10% of their company. Mm-hmm. What you guys think of the Honey Fund?
3: I get it, but I, it was an underwhelming idea for me. Yeah. It is like, I don't know, I... I I, I, I like when people come in with products and businesses that seem like a new idea. This is just a different spin on crowdfunding. Right. Here's, here's you know what, what I, mean? I hate.
2: I hate the fact that they just kept going of like <laughs> oh and my wait. God. We have another idea. Right. You know what? Right. If that didn't excite you, wait till you see this. Right. Oh, that wasn't exciting enough. How about right. this?
3: How about these eighteen businesses? We've done all the logos.
1: You know, honestly. I've done this before. One of my dear friends got married and she had this. Honey Fund. The Honey Fund Mm -hmm. as, you know, part of the registry. Yeah. And this was two and a half years ago, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. And I thought it was one of the most brilliant ideas ever when I was doing it because it was, it was awesome. You could go through and you could be like, they could go play golf or the massage or the dinner or just to the the hotel expense, the resort stuff. And I do feel like I feel like nowadays so many I don't know, I feel like weddings in as a whole have gotten so blown out of proportion and they're just to impress people and people spend all this kind of money for no reason. That's yeah. my own personal opinion. But with this, it's like you're not giving the blender or the, the basic... No, I get I, that. You're giving an experience yeah. and, and a... I don't know. I really liked it. But I now, my opinion on that has slightly changed because there is so much crowdfunding out there. like yeah, We mean, could literally start a website tomorrow, get all the code for it, and have a new crowd, like It's not an original idea anymore. Right. So for them to... If they were in the tank two years ago before every Kickstarter, Indiegogo, WeFund, this, that, and the other thing, it would be like, whoa, this is a really cool idea, a way to get people to do something that they want to do. Besides the fact that it kind of bugs me a little bit that they're – Making money off of you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the, the, we're, what we want you know is to I'm... raise money for you, but we're going to take some. Right? You know what I love. Bugs I love. Me.
2: Lori said um, the space of crowdfunding is crowded. Yeah, that yeah. was a good quote. That was a good quote.
3: That, the only thing I don't understand is like, what is it? What makes this different from the other crowdfunding sources? Like, what stops a person from going to Indiegogo or to Kickstarter and just setting up a wedding registry there instead of going to
1: I'm not sure 25. if you can. Um, actually, with it, the difference between Indiegogo and Kickstarter is yeah. Kickstarter, if you don't raise your goal, you don't get any money. Mm-hmm. With Indiegogo, I believe that if you get your goal, they take 4% of it. Sure. If you don't get your goal, they take 9% of it. Okay. So I feel like that's the big difference between those two platforms. Kickstarter might have more... Branding and more people might go there, so it might work out that it's better. Like, I've heard both sides of that argument of which one is actually better, but those are, you know, the differences. Or the big ones. If Kickstarter, if you don't meet your goal, you don't get any money.
3: So Honey Fund doesn't take any money from the people. They take it from PayPal, they said, per transaction. Right, okay. so they're taking so it from
1: the people that are... Okay. Donating, but in the same sense, it's taking because if I say you have a honey fund and I'm giving you a hundred dollars, you're not really getting. Right, I'm either paying you know a hundred and five dollars, and five dollars is going there. You're right. not getting all of my money. Right. So if I was to go to your wedding and write you a check, you'd get all my money. Well, another
3: thing too, and I, I they I am I didn't really I guess I didn't understand one hundred percent how the website we set up, but it looks like you set. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's set by the people who are donating or set by the people who do the registry, the gifts and or things that you will do on your honeymoon. Yeah. It's How is kind that determined? The- and if you only have uh, $500 to go towards your cruise and $2 to go towards golfing, do you have to spend the $2 on golfing or do you put it in a bigger pool and do kind of whatever you want?
1: I think it's that. The way that my friend had it was she had a whole website for the entire wedding that had like directions from here to here so (laughs) it was it felt like you can from their site probably Uh build it into your own wedding experience i see okay you know it's custom you can be like we want a massage we want this this is where we're gonna go and i i think too that the resorts probably are set up to have this you know, like the capability in order to be set up for honey fun. That could be wrong, okay. but I feel like that's how that might have changed. That but, would make sense though. Yeah, I feel like two years ago when I did that, it was similar to that. Um, but yeah, so they wanted they've they, you know, they've raised over two million dollars I mean two hundred my excuse, two hundred million dollars for couples, which is a lot of money. And they have like a great deal of PayPal because they have so much PayPal. And that's the smart part. I feel like that's the difference between some of the other crowdfunding sites is that they don't... They have to the deal with PayPal. Right. So that's kind of... Uh. It's
3: certainly a little bit less profitable for them in the long run. Right. But I, I don't know if the other ones do do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know, they, what did they make revenue last year? It was... They... 400K in 400K. the last 12 months. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. And they... um. Total raised was sixty seven million. Uh no 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 for last year was it I think it was sixty seven million. Phil, do you know? Sixty seven million?
3: Where'd you get sixty seven million?
1: I got sixty seven million and the fees were nine hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars and the profit was two hundred and seventeen thousand. Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. okay. Um so yeah, so it's a great profit. They raised a lot of money. It's working. They they knew their they knew their information too. They knew that it t- cost eighty eight cents to acquire, and out of that eighty eight cents that they spend to acquire a customer, that they're going to you know make nine dollars. So that's a really mm-hmm. good margin. So yep. They they were really smart. Um,
3: that's a question that oftentimes is not answered exactly. That's yeah. why I feel like
1: a lot of people tonight had the answers to the questions, mm-hmm. and I don't know if people are just becoming more and more prepared, or if, maybe, yeah. or if the you know, in order to get on the show, they don't want people that don't have information. I don't know. I guess they like to rip people apart, too, though. So yeah, they want to keep know. those people that don't know. Um, so Barbara, I believe, was Barbara the first person? She went out and said, I'll offer you $400,000 for 30%. I don't know if she was first or not. first one was Robert, who said
3: 500000
1: for 50%. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I wasn't expecting... I was expecting no deal for this one. I was expecting no deal at all. Yeah. I had assumed. Especially, that,
2: especially after um, the last one where it was a good product, the Oilery. Right. And, and it just didn't get a deal. And then yeah. this, like, whoa. That's, yeah, right. I
3: completely agree. And it also, it seems like something that they would have said oh, what well, looks like you are kind of sustainable for yourself. Why don't you just kind of figure it out? What do you need us for? But right. that wasn't the case. You had three sharks try to go in on this. The first one being Robert, 500000 for 50%. Right. Uh, which he said was four times uh, what they made in the last 12 months. Right. Which is true. Uh, and then Kevin went in, and he had a weird deal. He right. went back oh, to yeah, previous was last. Seasons. I ran out of room.
1: Yeah, Barbo was last. Go ahead. He hasn't
3: done one of these deals, I don't think, yet this season, where he asks Mm-mm. for a piece of the pie or not a piece of the pie, and it makes it, normally oh, he does, but like a but he's really residual, not asking
1: for a continue. I know. You know, he's not asking for what he normally But he hasn't asks done for. one of these
3: irregular offers yet, and he did 400000 for a third of the revenue until three times his investment came back to him at $1.2 million, which was kind of like, uh, well... At first, I was thinking, okay, you don't have to give up any percent of the business, but then I was thinking, you have to give money back when you need money. Like, right. three times the money back and that's I don't know I didn't. it's ins-
1: always a gamble it really yeah. is because if this 400000 is going to get them over the hump where they can yeah. afford to give it back and it's like how quickly does he have to give it back what percentage of revenue do they have to give right. back what kind of disbursements do they have to make so it's there's a lot of things again that if we had a more in-depth show about uh, beyond it beyond the tank uh, that's per, a beyond the say? super we would see oh my gosh Um. so that, that deal was out there as well Mark said it was scaled quickly five years mm-hmm. there's no solution it's growing slow and he was kind of out yeah you know he was like this isn't a, like it, you've already done you know the quick growth spurt I feel yeah. like is what he was saying and it was interesting because Mark actually said that Mr. Wonderful's deal was good and you don't see that a lot yeah
3: Not many many people try to uh, compliment Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Usually usually they do that begrudgingly. Barbara said, you're a banker. Yeah. That seems pretty
1: accurate. Right. But in that, Barbara then offered $400,000 for 30%, Mm -hmm. which made it, you know... It it, it made it interesting. (laughs) And, you know, I love Mr. Wonderful's little comments at the end, (laughs) but uh, I'll, I'll wait to get there for a minute. So then Robert then counters and says that he'll do what Barbara did.
3: At that point, I would have said deal, Robert.
1: I kind of would have, too, because he in the beginning was very stern. Yeah, he was very, very stern. And so for him to go back on that, I don't know what happened with him, but he clearly thought. So, something else like something else sparked for him yeah um, and I was really I, I was shocked that they went with Mr. Wonderful's deal for $400,000 for a third you know they have to pay it back and then three times the revenue and then then they're out though which is kind of good if they get a good like if they don't have to pay it all back at once and they can pay it back over a long period of time or however period That's of time they I figure know, it out though. like how long do they have to pay it yeah. back I want to know that too but then they're done. So it is. Right. It's kind of like they had a loan with a certain fixed interest rate.
3: It's either going to work or not. or it's really not going to work. Right. But like they oftentimes say, you have to make these kind of gambles. Right. And risks. And you have to jump in feet first.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that Mr. Wonderful is cre- – he is – uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he is the only shark that is super creative with his deals. And I think I, and so. at the end what I was going to say earlier and that I wanted to wait was that he, afterwards he was like, "I'm sending you all an invoice just if <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you learned something from me tonight," which is really true. He does he makes these creative deals and they work out in his favor. He's yeah. going to give him $400,000 and he's going to get back $1.2 million. For
3: him at that point it's almost like going to uh, a casino and putting half a million dollars on Black on the roulette table. Right. It's either going to happen or it's not. It's not that big of a deal to him. Right. And that's why I think it's interesting when he does things like that because he doesn't really have... I mean, he's very wealthy and he has a bunch of other successful businesses. So doing this is not a total risk for him. Right. But there's a potential to be involved with something like this. So it's interesting when he does that.
1: You know what I also want to know when we see Beyond the Tank too, and we definitely have to cover that show is I want to know if deals change. Like... Yeah. You know, he gives $400,000, and he sees, wow, if I give another 200000 right. this business would just triple value. Let's readjust the deal. Yeah. Like, that's got to happen. For These sure. These deals can't just – they're not all just as cut and dry as we see on the show. Or, like, do
3: other sharks get involved after Right. Because they do – I mean, a lot of the updates we see, the company will say, yeah, we did great after being on Shark Tank. And then a year later, we also had – Live Nation become part of our right company or whatever. So I want to see when that stuff happens too. Yeah, I wanna, I'm excited for this I know, new show. I'm so excited. But excited I think for this it new might show. might be better.
1: I, I no, know. it's not going to be better. It's the gonna two be together just is going to be the two uh, together is just going to kill the ratings. Oh. I mean, Shark Tank now crushes it.
3: I love
2: crushes it. Crushes
1: it. it on a Friday. Yeah. Um, Phil, what about you? Anything on the Honey Fun? You've been quiet in the booth. Did you fall asleep on us?
2: No. You know what? I just it's one of those things that. I think Laurie summed it up best in the fact that people were in it. Um you know I I think I think they walked away with a good deal from mm. Mr. Wonderful. Um I don't know what Robert to me was the only one that could add value to it, you know, being such kind of a tech guy. Yeah. If it wasn't Mark um but it, for the most part if Mark's not excited about an idea, he's not going to get behind it and he certainly wasn't.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Robert would have been the way to go personally. But right. uh, this one could pay off. It could.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, anything else before we move on from the Honey Fund? I think that's it. All right. Next into the tank, we have Phil. Not Phil. Not our Phil. No, what? But oh. soon, soon, Phil, me and you, we're going to be on the cam too. We'll go excited. Up to, we'll go like Jimmy. Yeah, I'll be one of the No, we won't go like Jimmy. We'll get into that later. That was <laughs> the biggest buzzkill ever.
3: If you guys go into the tank, I'll be like one of the kids that demonstrates the the yeah. playground or something that you and totally. Um,
1: to. Next in the tank, we got Phil and Jason. They say with an innovative personal security business, <sighs> emergency two hundred fifty thousand dollars for ten percent of the company. Snooze fest.
3: Okay, uh,
2: this is boring. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> right, let me. Uh, I'm about have, I'm to, to be. I'm about to be. <laughs> Do it. I'm, someone's about to steal from me. They might put a bat to my head. Um, but let me get out the iPhone real fast.
3: I love the buildups that Phil has. The, um, They're the best.
2: I'm. I'm getting out the phone. All right. Do you guys mind if I film you guys uh, taking a bat over my head?
1: I hope you're putting yourself on camera right now so that can see you. No, okay, but you're I
2: right.
3: So you're like, totally right.
2: And then uh, what's the, there's an added bonus that. They kind of know your location of where you are. That's great. So then you're dispatching a dispatcher.
3: Yes. S- That's it. It's, it's, and first of all, okay, all of that aside, the app looks like it was designed by somebody who did graphics for NES in the early 90s. <laughs> like, it looks terrible. Second of all, like Phil said, it takes 35 seconds when somebody's beating you over the head with a bat to get the app launched. And what if it doesn't launch correctly? Okay, Fi, I'm going to play
1: devil's advocate. When was the last time you called 911? It takes forever to get a person. But why would
3: this be any better? Because what this is, is you call a dispatcher who calls 911.
1: Right, so from what I understood the dispatcher and I feel like this presentation wasn't too clear so correct me if I'm wrong if there's anything and you the viewers too if there's something that we missed we love when you guys you know give your two cents and theories and stuff as well but From what I understood, you have a network. So say my network was Cam, Phil, the police. I could send that and it would go to all of you at the same time. The police person being someone that else dispatched, but then you would know that I'm in trouble. So God forbid something happened to me, you would know my last whereabouts. I feel like that's what they're trying to do. I feel like there was definitely a network and it went out to people...
2: Yeah, thing, they're definitely trying to do something.
1: And I, right, that's what but, I want to give right. them credit for. Like, I want to give them credit for they're trying to do something. And I like the, um, the geofence... Idea that they had. I feel like they had so many ideas that they weren't completely clear on one. But there is something with this phone, the amount of things that you can do on the phone, there's got to be something that's almost like the you know, you you see the infomercial when someone's fallen and they can't get up and they press the button. Life alert! They press a button and people come.
3: This is where I think it would work. This is how I think it would work. You know how you wear the sensors or whatever for jogging? Yes, or the phone knows how many steps you take. If there was some way for it to constantly be tracking your vitals, and there was a spike in your vitals, because when something like this happens, they have that now.
1: They have they have stuff that can do that. And I believe the I if watch if is it spiked
3: the vitals, like that, and then it prompted you, "Are you okay?" And you hit yes or no. That would be a more understandable situation, I think. But the the thing is, here the whole it gets lost in the you having to launch the app and you having to go in and press the button. <gasps> Well, but the if it was
1: just press the button. And I know that this is maybe something that you, the two of you, have not thought of as much you know what I mean like I don't think guys would think of it as much as girls if you're walking home by yourself and someone comes and gets you like it's very easy to like do this phone and press something it shouldn't be an app that has to launch that you have to go in it it should be you tap one thing that's and it what, goes out yeah, your GPS that's and your exa- stuff I
3: completely agree because with you
1: because there is times where you're like you want I've gotten phone calls from plenty of friends that are like hey I'm gonna do this just can you stay on the phone with me for a minute you know it's very right. different especially college campus nowadays like and not to, like, instill fear because you can't live like that, but there's crazy shit happening these days. Yeah. And people should be able to feel like in- instantaneously they can be tracked or protected. Yeah,
3: I think if, if it was kind of like a feature on, you know how now on the the iPhones or pretty much any smartphone, before you even unlock it, there's the ability to make an emergency call very easily. If there was one button on the screen that would fire something to those emergency contacts, that's when I think it would work. But
1: I feel like it's not even, and again, here we go, Apple, I want a so- Start it up. Start it up. It should be on the phone. It shouldn't be in the phone. It shouldn't be. You have to clog into the phone. It's like how you have your up and your down. You should have your like panic button on your phone. Yeah,
3: I completely agree.
1: I want to cut. Boom. I want a cut. Uh, wherever the camera is, I want to cut. But uh. But yeah, that, like I said, I like their idea. I'm, I'm very much with Lori in the sense that I like ideas that keep people safe. Yeah. This one is just, it's still for me in the brainstorm idea. They're still trying to yeah. like suss it out. And part of the, I,
3: Robert brought this up, but there's no geek involved, he said, for lack of a better term, which I agree with. Cause right now, really, it seems like they have an idea but not really the knowledge of how to carry it out. And then they contract somebody to they got to do work. And first of all, they got screwed big time. Second of all, that person who's being hired says, I'm just going to do what they tell me, and then that's it. And so they're coming from a point of view where they're hiring person to do work where they just don't know exactly what they want because they don't know – the, which is really system, hard you know? though
1: because a lot of times like that's a big catch 22 in a sense cuz you can have people that have money and a brilliant idea but if they don't know how to do the code right. or uh, you make it actually work but you have to have you know your geek or you, your main geek who you trust But it's very, it's hard. And I feel like what they also were saying, but they didn't present it right. If they would have came and said, we have this grand, grandioso idea and we've had this main geek, but he's not working out. We need you to help (laughs) us. Like Mark's got a geek. He's got a lot of geeks. Robert's got a lot of geeks that they can go to to get this thing working the proper way. Yeah. And I feel like that's, they were a little unsure of what they needed. They were a little unsure of what they wanted. Therefore, they were a little unsure of what their problems are.
3: And they should have flashed the college campus thing a little earlier. On, I think.
1: It, I think it should have been r- at this stage of the game, the geofence, because that to me is very, very simple. If they have yeah. all the coordinates in the geofence, so within that area it works, then you got one tap, that phone, someone's coming to campus security, right. goes over there. And even just having that in itself, you would think hope would deter people from acting out on in that place so it almost feel like it creates a safe place right which in itself is a win and i can totally see these college campuses paying for this and then it's like more students want to go because it's safer you know like there's essentially an
3: updated version of the emergency polls they have on college campuses right except it's always in your pocket Pretty much.
1: Um, yeah, but I think at the end of the day... Wow, that just took me back to the, the most, emergency right. pool. Seeing those, whoa. <laughs>
3: the, mo- the more that they can... And this goes with any kind of app or tech business. The more what? you can minimize clicks or minimize steps, the best, the better off you are. Right. With pretty much anything. Yeah. Unless it's ordering a dress from the Red Dress Boutique from last week and you super want to customize that stuff. Totally. <gasps>
1: um. So these guys wind up not getting a deal. Nope. Which, again, I was hoping that someone would have fine-tuned their idea and got them a deal. Because it is. This is something that I would like to see out there working. Um, it kind of has the same... And, and I'm not going to jump to it yet. We'll finish our our pitches. But it kind of has the same feeling for me as the breath meter that we're going to talk about in our update. In a way, yeah. Um, but anything you want to add, Phil, before we move on from the emergency... Yeah, you know what?
2: I think they learned the valuable lesson, um, and especially from Robert about just sinking money into it. Um, yeah, and we'll see. We'll see if they take that advice of finding someone. Here is the problem: is to find a partner and a tech guy. It is really difficult. It is possible, so it's just up to them. You know whether or not they will.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. True that. True that. True okay. From the booth. True
1: from the booth. Play the sound oh, effect. Oh yeah. I don't have that. Okay. One. Ugh. Um, all right, cool. So moving on now into the tank, we got Justin, Brad, and Amy with their beat box beverages. They had to be college buddies, right? Had to be. Yeah, they they might no other still way. be in college. They might be. Um they wanted two hundred thousand dollars for ten percent of their company. So pretty much Here's
2: what I love. I love that everyone <laughs> liked it except for Mr. Wonderful. He's like,
1: this tastes, like-, tastes like ass. Yeah. yeah. He is the wine connoisseur. Oh, my gosh. Um, But I like, for me, the most brilliant thing that was said about this pitch was when Mark was like, you're not selling wine, you're selling fun. Yes. And I feel like that's so important. Like, and, I didn't even underst- like, not that I didn't understand, but like when they came out with their beat boxes, I was like, oh my god, I want one. Like, I, until I understood it was a wine in a box, I still wanted one. They yeah. were fun, it was hip, it was bright colors, it was- there was- it was like a shiny thing, and you're like, yeah. I want this. Yeah. And that's- that's really what- what they're saying, and Mark liked it. He said it's the wrong strategy, and I totally agree with Mark in that it's the wrong strategy. Like, why are they not having like a mobile marketing Absolutely. tour? Why are they not at the fair? Why, why are, are they not at all these places? Yeah, where they're not at Burning Man. Well, Whatever, they can't do that.
3: But, but I completely agree with that. Right now, they've said they're in stores and grocery yeah, stores and things like that. Coachella, it's like completely not the the place to be.
1: No, no, I um, feel like, but again. They presented it in a way where Mark was like, you're doing this wrong. And they're like, "Okay, well, how do we do it right? Right. They weren't married to their idea. They were there because they knew that in order to take this business to the next level, they needed some help. Um, So Mr. Wonderful, you know, he didn't like it. Everyone else really liked it. Um, who gave the the bid first? Did Mister Wonderful give the bid first, though? It was br- 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 Barbara. Oh, okay, Barbara, four hundred thousand for twenty percent. Which, eh? What'd you think about that uh offer? I thought that was okay. I thought
3: that was f- pretty fair. I thought that was pretty fair. Um, my initial reaction was, I don't think that I would go into the tank with this business aiming at Barbara.
1: No, I don't um, feel like she'd be the right fit. I
3: would be aiming at Mark or Kevin. Right. Uh, I, so that was my only reservation with that. Um, what did Kevin offer?
1: Kevin offered $200,000 for 20%. Yeah. and um, Which
3: is what oh, closer to what they came in for uh, money-wise, but a larger percentage of yeah, the Yeah, I mean,
1: Barbara just kind of doubled. Doubled the money, right. doubled the percent. Um you know, Robert to Mark was like, what up? What are you going to do? Da, da, da. Right. And I feel like Mark was like, you know, once he said, you're selling wine, not fun. He offered first $600,000 for 33%. Yeah. And you got to make a big splash. Like you got to put more money into this to get it out. Right. And I feel like they were like, okay. Like yeah. they had no idea that it could be that. And they were really shocked and really excited about it in the same sense. And you saw, I believe this is one that you saw that you know, they did counter, but while they were doing that, you saw like Robert and Lori talking yeah. that they were going to do something, yeah,
3: which I thought was great.
1: I thought that was great too because we never heard what they were mm-hmm. going to do because they countered with, Would you do a million for 33%? and Mark was just like, Deal, that I was crazy that. to me.
3: I first of all, I love that counter because most of the time people go in and say, Okay, you're asking for 600,000 for 33%, would you do 600,000 for 12%? 20? right, you know, it's like why not the strategy they used was let's up the capital right and let him become a part of this wound you know? up
1: having their value went up like, yeah they, they got more value than they came in for with this business yeah and I think
3: Mark is the right guy such for the business. right guy this is 100%. gonna be at
1: state this is gonna be everywhere yeah absolutely everywhere you're gonna have your beatbox for your Mavs and blah oh, blah yeah. blah they're gonna be everywhere probably get it in his movie theater somehow yeah who knows Small. Phil, what'd you think? Yeah, where are you, Phil? You're Beat in
3: Beatbox the- beverages.
1: Are you drinking some beatbox back there?
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> this was um you know what, I re the, the number one thing was I just didn't want him to go with Mr. Wonderful because it's not yeah. it's not wine and, and the fact that he's selling O'Leary wines and Barbara made fun of him. <laughs> yeah. Um absolutely a hundred percent. And and especially like you don't need to like the product necessarily. But he was the only one, as I mentioned. To not like the drink. So right. he, he didn't get it from the beginning. Um, I think 100% this is, this is right up Mark's alley. And we'll see if this is out there.
1: I wonder if the drink would have came in a fancy package and in a nice glass if he would have liked it. I think I so. I wonder if he was kind of turned off by the idea and, you know, the, the initial... Wait, this is something. Like, why didn't I think of this? You know, yeah. like a subconscious. Like, I didn't think of this. This is really fun. This is okay. I'm. Just, I have to say, I don't like it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that uh, he assumed at first it was just declassing wine.
1: Yeah. You know, I agree with you. Um. Mm. So yeah, Justin Brad and Amy got a deal for one million dollars for thirty three percent with Mark Cuban. I love that. That was a counter. good deal. I know, I know. Let's make a deal. I, he was smart. I, I
3: liked that too. I yeah, really liked he was that really counter. smart.
1: I liked those guys and it was a lot. Quick,
3: and it was like, you know what? Six hundred thousand for thirty three percent. Would you do a million? Okay.
1: Yeah, it was it was ballsy for him to Whoa. say that. It
3: and, and I think Mar-
1: I think Mark really liked that. It was ballsy.
3: I think that the five of them, including Mark, or the four of them, including Mark,
1: we're going to see them on
3: the beyond the, uh, beyond the tank. I think we're going to see him on there. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little that bit hungover. That was hung the over. best
1: email I got all week. Mm.
3: I was so excited when I saw that. I was uh, just like, because can't... we've literally talked about it. I think every week since I've been on the show. I mean, you guys have probably talked about it way before I even got here. But yeah, it's uh.
1: crazy. I'm so excited. It's every kid's dream, <sighs> yes, to see this show it's happening here. <laughs> um, sorry, guys, it's after midnight here for us. Uh. So, but um, and then we have, you know, I'm just going to say it. I call bullshit.
3: Oh, oh, oh! On yeah. this Jimmy okay. Kimmel
1: build-up, I like actually thought we were going to get a smart pitch from them. Like the way that even in the uh, info on TV, when you see the little like Shark Tank episode six, the info was Jimmy Kimmel and blah, blah blah pitch blah blah, it was just like seriously. And it was funny. I was watching it and I see the fourth pitch, the fourth you know people come into the tank and i'm like wait am i watching the wrong show right because where's the jimmy kimmel thing that everyone's been talking about
3: nowhere to be found no till the very very
1: you know it it made me like shark tank is such a good it took away from the entire show it took away from the brand of shark tank i don't like it a hundred percent i didn't like it it was a joke it wasn't it was just it was product integration it was dumb I didn't like. I'm it just at gonna all. say it, and I really like Jimmy Kimmel. I do too. Bert- and I, I just, you know, I, I was so excited. I thought Jimmy Kimmel. He's always a jokester. He's always like. I thought he was gonna come out with some brilliant idea that was gonna. Yeah, and like I know, thought it was. I, I really thought it was gonna be a legit good idea. Horse pants. I know horse pants. But see, also, if he if this was gonna
3: be a joke from the beginning, horse pants, and horse pants <laughs> was the pitch, then that's I'll. I'll accept that for what it is, but he should have still pitched it seriously. Then it would have been funny. Right. You know what I mean? He should have actually tried to pitch and... Told you know legitimate information, and not say you know years from now we we'll make seven hundred billion dollars because then it just becomes super. It
1: kitschy. was just yeah. yeah, it was just very. It was poor taste. I don't yeah. know how that happened or why that happened, but I don't think it did anything good for the it's show. Because
2: it's ABC, yeah,
1: right. But now you have two of your shows looking dumb. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and we didn't even get
3: the the outcome is going to air on Jimmy Kimmel Live what just... tomorrow on Monday night. It's...
1: It's just kind of, it was just very, purely,
3: I don't know. Purely cross-promotion. That was all it was.
1: It was purely cross-promotion, which is just for this show. It's like they were just saying how they don't want Shark Tank gold diggers. That's yeah. exactly what Jimmy it's Kimmel exactly did. exactly
3: what Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. Which it's is 100%. kind of, it's
1: like, wait, your show's doing better than mine. Let me come on your show and make an ass out of myself, literally. Put yeah. some pants on it. And, and drag
3: Guillermo in there. Yeah, who, dig,
1: And and then we're going to make your show look kind of dumb. I feel like a lot of people were just... I I don't know, maybe the rest of the world thought it was funny. I'm surprised. I, I
3: think maybe that they stole some laughs from the Sharks from other days. Because uh, I don't would. think that they... I, I don't. This doesn't seem like something they would go with. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it seemed forced. Uh, so, Alright, enough about that. Anything else about the Jimmy Kimmel thing for you, Phil?
2: No, I, I mean, uh, I'm actually looking forward to the conclusion. But uh, more than that... Not, not really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually looking. Nope, not really. Just kidding. Um, all right, cool. Well, then our update this week we had the breathometer. Breathometer. Um, this was, you know, this was still one of my favorite products. And again, it's because I like the products that help the world. I think this is a very good product. Um, back in the day, he got 1 million for 30%, and I believe he got all five sharks.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Well, that's, that's why he went um on the day they were taping because there's no way oh yeah all five
1: in the same place right
3: wait say that again
1: go ahead phil
2: you couldn't get all five of the sharks to be in the same location at the same exact time unless it was the taping of shark tank
3: ah yes
1: yeah so that's why his update was actually there not in like his factory or whatever um and he was doing, you know, we got to see his new product called Breeze, which is the Bluetooth sensor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what really fascinated me about this is that they showed, you know, the partnerships that he was making with clinics and scientists. Right. And, you know, this isn't just like, you know, a bullcrap product. Like, they're actually putting lots of dollars and research There's behind this. behind it, yeah. Yeah, to try and make this something that actually you know helps and right. and people can get a legitimate breathalyzer to see if they can get behind the wheel or not and yeah. i'm sure it's saving lives and that's got to be awesome yeah
3: i mean it's just a great idea i mean this is what i think the emergency was really trying to be
1: that's exactly like you
3: said earlier um but this has a lot of more thi- a lot more things going for it the, the product design seems a lot better first of all and this guy seems to, I mean, he talked about how he built this thing in his garage. Yeah. So he really seems to be kind of up and up with the tech, too. Right. So that's what I think makes that different from the emergency. But he's, what were the sales? He said uh, $10 million in
1: sales? Yeah. They said for, wow. for the first year when they were doing it before Shark Tank, it was $1 million, And yeah. now they're up to $10 million in sales, um, which is a pretty big deal. And yeah. I, I like that people are paying for this product. They're Absolutely, really do. Really yeah. Um. Anything else on the breathometer for you, Phil? Anything else on the episode? I think uh, hey, that about wraps us up.
2: I, I, I think the breathometer. I think the next phase will be integrating it with cars. Yeah, to something to That'd the extent nice. that it, the car won't start until you're good, or it'll make right. you call somebody Ghostbusters.
1: Ghostbusters. No, you make you call like Uber or
3: something. They should do a partnership. <laughs> That ooh wow! You need to write that one down too. Yeah. Uber partnership. Yeah. Um,
1: all right. Well, you, well, uh, Cam, where can the people find you?
3: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the only Camshaft. And on Wednesday nights, I do the Stock Raptor Show right here on AfterBuzz TV.
1: What about you, Phil?
2: You can follow us here at After Buzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And of course, we will be doing Shark Tank every week.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, and you guys can find me, Z on Twitter and Instagram at IamStephZ. I do a whole bunch of shows here. And actually, if you guys would go to my profiles right now and vote. I need your votes. Just go have a look. Click on a link that's in my profile. Give me a vote. All right, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.